Year on year, the research tells us that young Australians rate body image as a very important, very real concern for them. So how do our students feel about their bodies and what are they doing to promote positive body acceptance? Welcome to Illumin for Students. I'm Jacinda Ryler, Principal of Brisbane Girls Grammar School and your host. Today I'm speaking with two Year 12 students. They're tackling this topic with their teachers and with their peers. Emma and Liza, welcome to Illumin for Students. Thank you, Ms. Thank you, Ms. Emma and Liza, I'm speaking with you this morning because you gave a fabulous presentation to other students about body image. And now you did that obviously through the school's forum, a very much a student-initiated forum called Educate and Empower, where you discuss important topics or issues of the moment with other students and teachers as well in a pretty open and conversational forum. Let's start our conversation with some definitions. What are we talking about when we talk about the term body image, what does it mean to you, Emma? Well, a quick Google search when we were doing research for our presentation with Educate and Empower told us that it was about the thoughts and feelings that we're thinking about our body, but we think personally that it's a bit more than that. For us, it has to do with self-expression, the way that how we feel confident in our body, how we perceive it, and also acceptance of our body for the way that it is. Okay, so a typical grammar girl, you've broadened the Google definition to yes. something that's much more intelligent and a little bit deeper, mm -hmm. and I think also a bit meatier for our conversation yeah. today. What about you, Liza? Is that how you see that as a concept? Yeah, I think one thing that the Google definition kind of fails to encapture is the body image is a very individual thing. There's no clear cut answer to what it is for every single person. So I think it was important when we gave the presentation to frame the concept of body image in being a person's inner relationship not just something that we're talking at. Absolutely, and you're talking about, if you think about the population at the school, one and a half thousand girls who will have a, a different response and it's important to acknowledge that intelligently as you have done right from the outset. So let's talk about our perceptions of body image. How do they form, do you think? Is it through what happens in a family, some of that modelling, how our parents talk about their bodies? Is it through the media, social media in particular? Is it genetic or what other sorts of things help to shape a person's body image? Liza? Well, I think it's important to understand that when you're a child and when you're just sort of growing up with no sort of clear views on the world and what it means, you don't inherently think that your body's wrong. That is something that you learn due to influence. So in terms of how someone's interaction with body image forms, I, th I think it is very much how bodies are projected, whether that be through a family member's personal interpretation of what that means, whether it's through the media and how like children get access to technology at such a young age now, which gives them the space to do that. I think it's very much through how it's portrayed in a space that children have accessibility to. And I think from there, it just sort of forms and grows as people's access to the media develops and gets wider. And what about you, Emma? Um, have you got something to add there or some examples of experiences perhaps from your own life where mm. you've had some positive or some negative, I guess, experiences that actually shaped your body image? I think adding on to what Liza was saying, it very much is formed by every like experience you have and obviously that 
comes into play more as you're younger and you're more under influence. But for me recently, formal shopping and all of the excitement around that, I know that I personally found like going into formal dress shops really quite stressful because those like, dresses are made so that they can be altered. But you know, when you're putting it on and you're like looking excited and you go out and you look in the mirror and you feel like quite uncomfortable, but then I was lucky enough to be able to go and to get a dress and then have it altered so that then I could feel more comfortable. So I think it's about, in terms of understanding your body and being acceptive of it, it's being able to see it in different situations and almost have that critical thinking. I think to be able to be like, I understand that that post I saw on Instagram is edited and then you can kind of mediate that within yourself. And it's more important than ever, isn't it? Because you're being bombarded by images in a way that we have never seen in history. And and as you described, the experience is a very personal one. So there isn't a sort of a generic response so much as developing that awareness, that deeper thinking and that ability perhaps to challenge something that you see as you go through. I think also it's interesting, isn't it, where sometimes just the smallest comment can have the most profound impact on a person's sense of themselves or their awareness of their body. You're nodding, Liza. Yeah, I just know that for me there have been a lot of examples where that has been played out. So I grew up in a space where for a long part of my childhood I was a dancer. And so obviously like there are stigmas around that and how body image gets put into play one specific example was like in dance class it was a ballet lesson or something my friend was just standing there and the dance teacher walks up to her and says oh you look skinnier today Mm. that made her cry for a very very long time because Mm. what the dance teacher didn't understand was that my friend had been struggling with an eating disorder Mm. for a very long time and I think it's about understanding that when you're commenting on people the way your body looks isn't good or bad. You can't just go up to someone and push your own interpretations of their body onto them for that meaning. And when you make comments like that, they do have impact. Yeah, there's a great awareness. I remember my own little girl who's, you know, now 28, but it's a tiny little thing. She had quite a little tummy and she was so proud of it and she used to pat it and it was just part of who she was. And I remember as a very young girl, a well-intended mother just commented that she seemed to be losing her puppy fat and I remember she just could not understand what had been wrong with her before she was so content within herself and a simple comment can have quite an impact can't it so talking about body image as a universal concern which we all understand that it is and particularly among young people the research apparently indicates that as you know as many as 77 percent getting close to 80 percent of young Australian adults report that they have concerns about their body perhaps even some distress about their body image how much pressure do you feel to make your body look a particular way so whether that's for you personally or for your peers and girls of your age more broadly Emma I think it comes back to that idea of being able to apply a critical lens I think when you're younger and you've got people telling you that you need to look a certain way like I have a history in sport And so in order to like make teams, coaches are often picking girls that have certain physiques or that are just looking a particular way inherently. And so I think when you're younger, it can be difficult to, I guess, discern that pressure from what is like acceptable and what's not. So I think like for me personally, as I've gotten older, I've been able to, I guess, reduce that pressure by taking means myself to take myself out of environments where I feel that way and also of course with social media in particular being able to like ensure that 
the post that I'm looking at and the content I'm engaging in is appropriate to making me feel accepted within myself. So I would say that the pressure that someone feels as a young person is very, it can change a lot depending on what spaces that you're engaging in. So again, that awareness of different contexts and how you respond or the expectations and where is a, you know, kind of a healthy space for you to be and where you might actually have the wisdom to move out of. What about you, Liza? One thing that's quite nice about the time period that we're growing up in is that we are in a time period where people realise the impact of body image and how that shapes people's views of themselves. So there is a lot of research and there are a lot of articles out there which help frame the conversation to give greater understanding of how we interpret images or people when we see different bodies. So I think one thing for me that's always been really important is understanding that and in saying this we're not condemning small bodies or anything it's about accepting all bodies for their function and for what they look like and how we sort of interact with our own body image so for me it's kind of just understanding that a body is a body and if you are happy and you're content because you know your health better than anyone if that is what it is then that is completely okay and that is what we're looking for and so I think for me it's about just understanding that I know I'm healthy, I know my body is what it is, and I'm happy with that. So when looking at images or seeing people with a different physique, or whether or not I believe that I fit the standard for what a body should look like according to the media, it's about knowing that I'm happy with my body functioning how it is, and that is the end of the conversation for me. So as you described that, Liza, it's very much about acceptance. So accepting the various types of bodies, accepting your own. And then you get to the next stage, which is about appreciating your body, maybe even celebrating it. Now, obviously, adolescents are typically, naturally, a little awkward and, and that idea of celebrating might be perhaps even a bridge too far. But certainly accepting and appreciating is something that would be healthy for girls and women. Why do you think it's so important? I think the importance to it is like just understanding the consequences of when we demonize our bodies. So when we think that our bodies don't make the cut, it's when we take, you know, we see that it results in people taking very unhealthy measures to try and, and this is done in air quotes, like fix it. It's the idea that a lot of, and this applies to all people, like when they take extreme dieting, or when they take like really extreme exercise regimens in comparison to the amount of food they consume in order to fix it. I think it's really important that the conversation gets framed in a new way where we understand that for whatever reason, bodies are always going to look different. And it's just accepting that, you know, certain physiques for certain people just might not be attainable, whether that be a health thing or not. And so when we understand and accept what our bodies look like as they are, that's when we see that you know people are comfortable in themselves and they're not taking these often dangerous measures to try and meet a social standard that is constantly changing. Mm, it's that sense of how they feel about themselves and can relate to the world and, and participate fully in, in everything that life has to offer. Mm. What about you, Emma? Why do you think it's important for girls and young women to accept and appreciate their bodies? I think in a world where we often see a lot of girls and young women I guess put down for various things in their life especially in the workplace and as we grow into adulthood you know the sort of harsh realities that we have to start accepting. I think the most important thing is that you know 
we as young women feel comfortable within ourselves. And I think, you know, the easiest way to do that is to appreciate our bodies for how they are. And then, of course, with adding on to what Liza said, if you buy a product that you probably don't need because you think it's going to make you look better, we do also know that a lot of those products are designed to fail so that you continue to purchase more and then you get into those really bad dieting habits where it can just be a really negative spiral from there. So I think if we can cut the problem off at the beginning of it and have that appreciation going from the get-go and that acceptance, then we kind of can avoid a lot of these really negative and harmful cycles that we can get into. Okay, so Emma and Liza, what I'd like to talk to you about now is social media. Okay, we understand it's got a very bad rap when it comes to body image, but a recent study in the US found that women's body image started to decrease after just seven minutes of using Instagram. Now, I cannot even imagine trying to quantify the amount of time young people, specifically young girls and young women, spend accessing Instagram. How do you manage your social media activity, Emma, so that you don't start to fall into another one of those traps you're starting to describe? It really is about choosing what you engage with. You know, the algorithms of these social media platforms are so designed to give you what they think that you want. So I think if you can put yourself in a situation where the content you're consuming isn't concerned about like people's bodies in particular, then you're going to put yourself in a much more comfortable situation. And I think that whilst, of course, social media does have its downsides, I know for a lot of people it can also be a really positive experience, mm. especially if you do have body concerns, sometimes engaging in online communities where your body doesn't come into it at all because you can have these meaningful connections with people without that being a factor. I think that also aids, can, can be helpful. And what about you, Liza? What's, what's your take on social media, good or bad? Like most things in life, there are good and bad aspects of everything. I know personally, for me, my social media doesn't really contain much to do with, you know, bodies specifically. It's just about understanding that when you see those images, it's really just about understanding the context. Whereas I know that for the most part, a lot of people don't really see that context when they look at these images. And as a result, those images can be quite harmful because they think that their bodies aren't enough. It's just really about understanding, like Emma was saying, what is coming up on your feed? Why is it there? And how you interact with it. Because seeing images with bodies can be a very positive experience as well. It's just about knowing you know, what is the meaning behind why it's there and how you interact with that in a positive way. And so whenever there is a challenge that society faces, there is usually a, a movement perhaps that seeks to address it. And the one obviously that we're about to talk about now would be the body positivity movement. It's gained in popularity in recent years, but it's actually been around for decades, but it continues to evolve. So as society's expectations and perceptions and attitudes start to shift, so too does that movement. Tell me a bit about the body positivity movement or your experience of it or understanding of it and, and how did it develop? Why do you think it's actually important to have a movement such as this? Well, originally the body positivity movement didn't have that name. It was originally known as the fat rights movement and it was about sort of understanding how media portrays different bodies and how for a very long time larger bodies were quite demonised. And a really obvious example of this is Disney. 
as a very obvious example, if you want to use The Little Mermaid, you see that skinny bodies are the ones that get portrayed as like heroic. That's the ideal. That's feminine. Whereas larger bodies are portrayed as an, in a more villainous light. So over time, though, this did develop into being more about less about specifically just like the issues with larger body representation and more to do with our inner relationship with our bodies and how we interpersonally relate with body image. And so what originally started as a very clear cut, explicit depiction based movement turned into more of a personal relationship with ourselves movement that focused on how we relate body image in a personal light instead of in a very clear-cut explicit one. And what about you Emma what's what's your understanding of the movement and, and the value of it? Of course I agree with Liza it has kind of shifted from more being about discrimination to being more about how we feel comfortable within ourselves and I'd say that the movement currently today as it stands probably still has both of those elements as well and I think that's why it is so important. I think when we have issues such as discrimination based on people's size and their physiques and or any kind of discrimination in general. I think it's important that we tackle these issues in society, not just on a lens of broader societal demonization and discrimination, but also through how the, the people that are affected by that discriminatory behaviour within society can get to a point where they feel comfortable within themselves. This is a conversation particularly aimed at young people around your age, maybe a little bit younger than you. Um, that doesn't mean we won't have lots of other people who are interested in listening in. But if we bring the focus back to our own community, to our own school, our own families, what are some of the simple things, do you think, the, the really specific, tangible actions that students can take to promote positive body image amongst their peers? So that's obviously one of the greatest influences in your lives, the, the people that you sit and have lunch with, the people you talk to on the bus or through social media. What are some of the, the really specific and often very simple things that people can do, Emma? It is just about that. It is about how we talk to each other. I think that's probably the easiest thing to implement. So for me, I think it's about looking at what language we're using with our friends and making sure that the words that we're choosing to use are appropriate and they're not going to make people feel upset or devalued. And then um, secondly off that, it's also about the way we engage in conversation. So if you have an insecurity of your own, making sure that you talking about that or projecting it isn't going to make somebody else feel bad. And I think if we all do that, then eventually, hopefully, those biases can begin to fade. Because it can really spurt out thoughtlessly, mm. can't it? People can say things and then it becomes this cascade of criticism and then it's actually quite contagious, isn't it? Yeah. Other people join in or feel that they need to and, and sometimes mm. people start off saying things that they don't even really deeply mean, but it's being mm. a bit more thoughtful about their words and the power of those words and the yeah. influence that they might have on others. Mm. What about you, Liza? What sort of practical advice would you have? One thing that our grade does really well is that we're really good at uplifting each other. And it's about making sure everyone feels comfortable and positive and celebrated within their own skin. And I think one thing that we saw a lot with semi and we saw a lot with formal is that our grade is actually really good at yeah. making everyone feel like they are their best self. And so I think it's just about knowing that whatever relationship you have with your own body and how you feel about that, that's obviously something that we can't just tell you to change. 
but it's about considering how projecting that can influence others, like Emma was saying. And it's about taking that step back and just looking at someone and just appreciating them for who they are and letting them feel celebrated and happy within themselves. And most of all, we want people to feel healthy and strong within their bodies. How do staff and students, in your view, currently, I guess, encourage that attitude about a body being healthy and strong? Well, I think of our presentation that we did, the fact that at school we're able to, we have the forum and the ability to have these conversations with anyone that's willing to listen, really, I think allows us to, you know, really, because this isn't the only presentation that we've had on these issues in the past couple of months. So I think, yeah, just having the space to have these conversations really openly and honestly, I know personally has allowed for me to have a lot of development in that space. I think one thing that the school is doing really well at the moment is celebrating individual difference. And obviously that goes well beyond just body image, but it does promote a very positive and safe environment for people to feel comfortable. So I think one thing that the school does really well, whether that be forming around formal conversations that we've had, is just about celebrating that people can make their own choices in terms of you know, what they're wearing or how they're feeling and about celebrating everyone for who they are individually and not making certain, you know, ideals the forefront of what people are thinking about. It's about not projecting a stigma or an archetype of what we want in terms of body image. It's just about, you know, celebrating everyone for who they are. It is. And, and you know, it's just such a tragic shame when you have these narrow ideals. It's so restrictive. And, you know, the, as you've described, that appreciation for difference and that celebration and that wonderful diversity that you see around us and encouraging that in students has been really important. And I'm glad that you both feel that, that we're moving in a positive way, that that's actually becoming more a part of your lived experience in daily life. Is there anything else? Else you'd like to see your teachers or your parents doing to help support you and other students to develop, to foster that really positive body appreciation. One of the things that I'd personally like to see maybe implemented would be teaching people those critical skills in the way that we consume media. So just really pushing that idea that, you know, these photos that we see on Instagram and like that they're not sometimes they're edited sometimes people are posing in certain ways that make their figure look not how it actually looks so I think within the school environment and in those kind of so it's coming from an authority that's not just you know that's not just Instagram that we can see and understand how to critically consume the media to understand to and better appreciate our bodies and you, Liza, what sort of thoughts do you have about how you know, teachers, parents, essentially the adults in your world can help support you? It's just really about listening to people when they express concerns or if they express that they're uncomfortable with something. A great example of that was the HBE department when there were certain units where students felt a bit uncomfortable or pushed a bit too far in terms of how they look at their body image and that was expressed to the HBE department and they did a really good job on taking that on board and reconsidering how they teach that unit moving forward. I think it's just really about hearing everyone out and hearing everyone's stories or hearing everyone's interpretations of how body image has an effect on our school or us individually. And it's about taking that positive change. It's not just about saying, yep, we know that body image needs to be something that we think about further. 
It's about taking those tangible actions to make a difference and to reconsider how we do things to work in a positive way. Emma and Liza, thank you for your very intelligent and thoughtful and very practical response to a very difficult topic. I think listening to some of those issues that you've been exploring with others through Educate and Empower makes it real, makes it live, rather than present things obviously it's appropriate at times that you have very explicit education about developing that critical literacy, understanding the origins of these important things, but I think the conversational way in which you have so sensitively articulated all of your ideas today has been very powerful and will be greatly appreciated by others. Liza, Emma, thank you for speaking with me. Thank Thank you, Sarah. And if you'd like to hear more about this topic of body appreciation, I strongly encourage you to listen to another of our episodes that was Illumined for Parents and which our Associate Dean of Wellbeing, Dr Jodie Forbes, shared really important, I would say, absolutely up-to-date research, very specific information about body image, practical tips for parents and also how to have these conversations with your daughters. You have been listening to Illumin, a podcast by Brisbane Girls Grammar School. To ensure you never miss an episode, please subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. And to learn more about the school, visit the website at www.bggs.qld.edu.au.